Before we start today's episode, I want to mention our sponsor, Swoosh English, the best way to pass your OET or IELTS exams. For 10% off any course, go to swooshenglish.com forward slash our voices discount or click the link in the episode description. I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices, a stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we welcome NHS doctors and nurses who now live and work in the UK. We'll immerse ourselves within their stories as they work tirelessly to help their patients. Because I feel that that's my job and that's my responsibilities. That's all we were here for. This is Tara. She works as a doctor at Watford General Hospital. And I've been working there for the last uh, almost one year now. Tara comes from Kathmandu, Nepal. After completing a medical degree there 15 years ago, she travelled to the UK to do a master's in public health and to pursue a career in research. A career she may still be pursuing if it weren't for her daughter becoming ill. I took her to the hospital and this is as a bronchiolitis. And my husband and myself was talking about that even though we are a doctor, so we don't have any um, knowledge of what's going on with our kids, you know, with my daughter. It's quite easy to prevent not to happen, but we miss that opportunity not to happen to my kids. That's how uh, that initiated coming back to the hospital again. Being back in hospitals means Tara is engaging her patients and making connections with them again. Although she likes this aspect of her profession, it can be very challenging at times. She told me about a 97-year-old man who had fallen at his care home. When he was admitted in hospital, he lost his consciousness. We thought there must be some bleed in his head. So we did a scan and everything. So finally, we realized there was a huge bleed. So it's unlikely that he will survive. Because of the pandemic, the family's members are not allowed to come to the hospital. That's the new protocol nowadays. So I was the one who need to break the news that he's not going to survive. And there was a very huge bleed. So we have to explain about the process, which is called a do not resuscitation form. That means if the patients unexpectedly stop his heartbeat, we, we wouldn't jump in the chest and resuscitate. As I'm from different culture, so I need to be very careful how to pass the messages. I personally discuss with my senior first. There are some nurses who are very helpful as well. I was quite nervous at the first time. Not only passing messages is a difficult one. I need to make sure the person on the other hand over the telephone, make sure that they are fine as well. They brushed into tears and they say that how is this possible? All those things, you know, so they, there will be some denial as well. So I have to deal with that very confidently and very sensitive way. Uh, it's, it's really challenging for me. While I delivered the message, the family was very devastated and they requested me that can one of their family members come and visit their family. During lockdown, the rules around patients' visitors in hospitals has changed a lot. Only one family member was allowed to visit to say goodbye. It's so sad that the patients passed away and only one of the family members are allowed to come there. And I have to report them that you can visit your family only uh, on the mortuary. 
that was a very sad message to give. And after like few days, I was called to do the certificate. And at that time, I received a thank you message from there that telling that uh, thanks for looking after my dad. And we are really grateful and handing over all the messages quite sensitively. I was quite emotional about that when reading this. Uh, I thought that there are some people who appreciate our work. And uh, during this difficult situation also, they understand what we're doing. It must be difficult to not only have to tell someone about their family member dying, but also having to deal with that protocol. Tara dealt with this with such a positive attitude. She told me about a second patient, a young male, who came to the hospital complaining of chest pain. Here, the mid-40s and 50s are quite young here, isn't it? So this male came with atypical chest pain, okay? He said that, uh, I've got a very atypical chest pain. My brother is a GP himself, so he told me to go to hospital to find out what are the reasons behind this and some tests I just want to go through. And we, we asked the history and everything. We think it looks like heart attack. And when we explained that uh, you are having a heart attack, so we need to do special test. And he denied saying that, no, I don't think so. It's a heart attack because my brother itself told me that it's just a simple chest pain. So I just need some medication and some further investigation. That's it. So he was denying everything. But we need to make sure uh, we don't ignore a simple complaint, you know. So we have to go through all the protocol of uh, doing the investigations, some ECZ we need to do. But however, the patient was denying, no, I don't want to do any investigation. I just want to go home and uh, do further investigation as an outpatient. After a long conversation, we finally, he accepted to do one, only one investigation. So when we did it, that was like, we call it a special cardiac exam test to find out whether the patient has a heart attack or not. So when we did that, that shows the symptoms of heart attack. He was completely shocked. So immediately he was taken to, a cardiologist were there, he was taken to the emergency and treated accordingly. And later on, he says that he was very, very thankful to our team, saying that, oh, you saved my life. I was just ignoring everything. So what I would like to say is that even the patients denies everything, but we have to follow the protocol and all the necessary things we need to do. Just don't ignore anything. That was a learning point for me. Relating that back to her own learning rather than praising herself shows a high level of humility. That's my responsibilities. That's all we were here for. So I would say that's our job or duty. Doctors like Tara not only have to treat patients, but they're also tasked with the unenviable job of communicating very sad news to families about their loved ones and their conditions. Not only communicating the information, but having to deliver this with a great deal of empathy and compassion. Tara continues to do this with a lot of warmth and care. Being told, you have saved my life, must feel great to hear, especially in a pandemic when there are so many uncertainties that medical professionals like Tara have to contend with. Words like these provide Tara with a daily reminder of why she became a doctor in the first place. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please click subscribe. And if you could leave us a review, it would mean a lot. If you want to continue the conversation with us, 
reach out at ourvoicespodcast.com. Or if you found this episode valuable, please consider supporting us to keep doing what we're doing through our Patreon page. You can find a link in the description. See you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Now you probably know I'm looking to grow this show. Since you're here, I'm guessing you're a fan, but you might not know how to help. Here's how. One, tap follow wherever you're listening. Two, give it a five-star review on your podcast app. This helps more people discover the show. Three, send this episode to one person. They'll thank you for it later. I really appreciate your help. See you on the next one.